we're excited to have this bonus episode for you this week. Many of you who have listened to a prior episode um, with Dr. Fred Dodini know that Kara mentioned a poem that Dr. Fred Dodini wrote that was a resource in helping parents and teens uh, navigate the difficulties of sexuality and sex in general. So we are excited to welcome Dr. Fred Dodini as he shares with us, All Use Must Choose. I wrote this, actually, I was, uh, this was several years ago, I was working the uh, graveyard shift in a, a disc duplication factory um, and not much to do with my breaks in between work. So I'd had the idea of writing something along this line about addressing sexuality, especially with teenagers and stuff. It's something I experienced in my practice, a lot of teens struggling with the issue. And so that's where the idea be came from. And I've always loved Dr. Seuss stuff, so it's in that kind of style. And then I submitted it to a couple of school districts as part of a presentation, as part of their, um, their sex education curriculum that was abstinence-based. So I've, I've, I've shared this story with well over 500 classrooms full of kids about uh, um, sexuality and the decisions we make. And I would always end the presentation with this story. Not long ago, and not far away, in a city, much like your hometown is today, there lived a young couple, a couple of yous. And they were like any young yous that you choose. They went to you high schools, they shopped at you malls, they used the you restrooms, the ones with the stalls. They went to you proms, they hung out with you crowds, and they played rock and roll you two music too loud. They ate Jewish pizzas, they drank the you brew, this strange sort of soda that tasted like, ew. I really can't think of much else they would do, but most of the teenager yous would do too. They met at 14, at the park, by the pool, and often they talked by their lockers at school. They had lots in common, their likes and their hates. So when they were 16, they went out on some dates. Yes, Herman and Millie, this he and she you. They were pleased with the way their relationship grew till friends started saying, Now listen, you two, it's time to start doing what other yous do. This walking and talking just isn't enough. It's time to get into more interesting stuff. You know what we mean. The things that you see when watching The Late Show on cable TV. On soaps, they all do it, sometimes in one take. <laughs> it's often like watching two pollywogs mate. The grabbing, the squeezing, the panting and sweat. Oh, and sometimes it happens with yous that just met. Besides, it's all natural, innocent fun, like they say on those beverage commercials they run. So come on, get with it. We wouldn't dare lie. Don't use it, you'll lose it. Just give it a try. Now Millie and Herman were really perplexed by all these differing views about sex. Their parents were saying, in marriage it's great. But friends of theirs seemed to think that was too late. So they asked other grown-ups, the teachers they trust, is getting this deeply involved a real must? 
but many were often reluctant to say their thoughts of what was and what wasn't okay. Now some would quote verses from scriptural books or lyrics from rock and roll songs with great hooks, while others would question the meaning of life, suggesting that nobody knows what is right. Till Millie and Herman were feeling despair from asking these questions and wondering, where can anyone tell us a place we can go for a simplified answer? A yes or a no? We're feeling the need, a decision to make of whether to just let it happen or wait. Will doing this now make our love really grow or will it just leave us regretful and low? So, Millie and Herman, after giving it thought, decided together that really they ought to talk to some people they knew who had done it and hear their opinions of just how much fun it was. So, they went to a friend, a boy at U-High, who had made the decision to give sex a try with the girl he was dating, who also agreed, since we both like totally love each other, Go ahead, let's proceed. Now he was a guard on the basketball team and she was campaigning for homecoming queen, but only a handful of friends ever knew just what happened that night, if the rumors were true. So Millie and Herman one day after class walked up to this friend and decided to ask just what did it feel like? And what did it mean, this stuff that you did with the wannabe queen? Well, he thought for a moment, and then he replied that those who had said, no big deal, they had lied. Oh, we took the precautions, so we were protected, but much more had happened than either expected. The feelings that come with this physical touch are totally powerful, so very much. And nobody ever suggested the thoughts that we needed protecting the most were our hearts. Oh, sure, it felt good, but those moments were few. And when they were over, the two of us knew that this was a place where we didn't belong. And what some had no problems with, we knew was wrong. The, the feelings of closeness for which we were waiting, the ones we had talked about while we were dating, I suddenly felt she was miles away. And instead of us talking, we had nothing to say. Then Herman and Millie, this he and she you, looked into the eyes of this friend that they knew and noticed a puddle of sorrow had leaked from out of his eyes and onto his cheek. And both of them knew from beginning to end that this was the truth they had heard from their friend and why he'd stopped dating and wasn't much seen with the girl he once loved, the homecoming queen. Still, Millie and Herman agreed it was tough, but is one bad experience really enough to say that relationships always turn hard? 
like the homecoming queen and the basketball guard. And so they decided to talk to a gent, a venerable you, to whom questions were sent, who had seen many times with the couples he knew go from two U's to one U, oh, and one U to two. No, he wasn't a judge with a fine wooden gavel, and he hadn't left home seeking fortune and travel. Instead, he would work where the wise people tarry, at the reference desk, at the school library. The kids called him Saul. Though he had no degree, his name wasn't followed by P.H. or D., but when honesty counted and truth was a must, his opinion was one that you knew you could trust. And so they decided to seek out this wise man in the hopes he could solve this dilemma for them and give them an answer, a definite ruling of what teenager youths should and shouldn't be doing. So they went to the library after their classes. There was Saul with a book cleaning dirt from his glasses. He looked up and smiled and bade them come near, asking, What is the question that brings you two here? And so they rehearsed all the things they've been told by their friends and by adults, both young youths and old, and all of the stories, the happy and grim, in the hope he would have the solution for them. They talked about friends who had done it for years, and who seemed to be happy, uh, except for some fears that they might have picked up some diseases one day, because they had these strange rashes that don't go away. And then there were two girls, popular youths, who found themselves pregnant and dropped out of school. They both got abortions. And then they came back but they weren't quite as popular. Hmm. Not after that. But what about Melvin and Bitsy, she said. They both slept together before they were wed. Yeah. Well, Bitsy's gained weight, and now nothing fits. So Melvin's moved out, and he's calling it quits. Ugh. This is depressing. Say, who writes this stuff? Is every decision in life always so tough? Please tell us, Saul. Are all couples sad? Is sex something good or is sex something bad? Saul chuckled a little, then smiled and said, You don't have it right. Up here, in your head. Real love is much more than just pleasure and fun. And sex is what causes two yous to become a pair, undivided. A team with one goal. Each playing his part, each doing her role. Of loving, of caring, of helping, respecting. That gets the results that you two are expecting. Just look at the lives of the people you know. Some are quite happy, and some are so-so. Mm, this pair undivided that you hope to be 
It's a powerful thing. So now, do you see? And then this you looked at these friends he had met and he said, now remember and never forget that I'm not discounting the love that you're feeling, but some mistakes take many years in the healing. So don't be discouraged. The right time will come later for others and sooner for some for sharing the joys without the regrets that come with deciding too soon to have sex. It's waiting for you. All the joy and the fun that's a part of your changing from two yous to one. So plan for your future and plan it out right for your first time together on your wedding night. For more content from Dr. Dodini, you can purchase his book, Shine Brighter, Choosing a Life of Greater Clarity, Purpose, and Joy. To also reach out to him with questions, you can also reach him or contact him at there are three kinds of people at gmail.com, and that's there are the number three kinds of people at gmail.com. Thank you.